This is Sam Darmasena, and you're listening to CGRU 1280 AM here in Toronto. This story is part of the Local Journalism Initiative. A coalition of human rights and housing advocates are taking the City of Toronto to the Ontario Superior Court for a hearing at 10 a.m. on Thursday, October 1st. Members of the public and media may observe proceedings via Zoom, and the meeting link is available on the CGRU website. The coalition is comprised of Sanctuary Ministries of Toronto, Aboriginal Legal Services, Advocacy Centre for Tenants Ontario, Black Legal Action Centre, Canadian Civil Liberties Association, and HIV and AIDS Legal Clinic Ontario. You know, I think it's important for us to realize that many members of our community um, are frontline workers. They are exposed to COVID-19. You also have to consider that uh, uh, Black communities, Indigenous communities, and people of colour are disproportionately impacted by um, by things like poverty and precarious housing. Um, it's a really hard time for everybody. And, um, you know, from our perspective at Black, it's really important to prioritize the needs of our community. You know, it's unfortunate that it took legal action for the City of Toronto to stand up to some of its obligations. And even when it was asked um, whether or not it was in compliance and it said that it was in compliance, it wasn't. And so for us at Black, we wonder what is the value, um, what, how does the City of Toronto value the lives of Black Indigenous people and people of colour? What priority is the City of Toronto placing on ensuring that folks who are the most vulnerable, the most vulnerable, are protected at the most basic fundamental level? That's Frida Adam of the Black Legal Action Centre. In April, Farida and the rest of the coalition filed a lawsuit against the City of Toronto, alleging failure to protect those who rely on the shelter system during the COVID-19 pandemic. Farida tells me that the Black Legal Action Center's mandate is to combat individual and systemic anti-Black racism. We take on individual cases and files in relation to housing, education, policing, and human rights. And that also means that we make interventions when we are of the opinion that our intervention is necessary because the consequences of whatever decision could impact the Black community in a broader sense. In April, the coalition urged changes to Toronto shelter and respite standards in response to new information that COVID-19 spread quickly in shared living situations. On May 15th, the city and the coalition reached a legally binding settlement agreement where the city would provide regular progress reports to the coalition until it had reached compliance to the obligations outlined in the agreement. And as of June 15th, the city claims to have achieved full compliance with the settlement. According to the COVID Shelter Rights website, full compliance would mean that all shelters, respites, and drop-ins in Toronto are providing a minimum of two meters between beds, no bunk beds, and a bed for anyone who has accessed the shelter system since March 11, 2020. The coalition is returning to court on Thursday to argue that the city has not met its legal obligations under the settlement agreement. They're arguing that the shelter beds are not two meters apart, and the city has failed to provide accurate information about what's happening in shelters. You know, I think that the city is claiming compliance, and they claimed compliance on June 15, 2020. But we know, based on um, our clients, that the city central intake line continues to get calls, and people continue to get turned away. We know that um, there are lots of people that remain in encampments or are sleeping in tents in parks and you know, across the city. 
Um, and so we can see with our, with our own eyes that this is still an issue. And, you know, I think the important thing also to keep in mind about this is that when we're talking about two meters and socially distancing um, within the shelter system, that's really the bare minimum. Farida explains that the coalition is seeking an order declaring that, in the context of the COVID-19 pandemic, Section 9.3.1e of the Toronto Shelter Standards, a bylaw enacted by the City of Toronto, is inconsistent with rights of shelter clients under Section 7 and 15 of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, and that such inconsistency cannot be demonstrably justified in a free and democratic society pursuant to Section 1 of the Charter. So Section 7 is in relation to life, liberty, and security of person. And Section 15 speaks to, um, it's the equality provision in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. And so we were seeing that there are recommendations that are being offered to the public in general, but were not things that could be adhered to by folks who relied on the shelter system. And so from our perspective, um, you know, every individual, regardless of, of the race, religion, national or ethnic origin, color, sex, is to be treated with the same respect, dignity, and consideration. Um, Section 15 of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms basically speaks to this idea that every individual is equal before the law and under the law, and every person has the equal right of protection and equal benefit of the law without discrimination. And so for us, this was really important especially when you take into consideration the data on COVID-19 and the disparate impact of COVID-19 on Black communities in the province of Ontario. So from Black's perspective, it was really important that we were part of this conversation because many of our clients do rely on the shelter system. As of September 27th, the city has reported a total of 649 COVID-19 cases linked to shelter outbreaks. This includes one active COVID-19 outbreak reported at Scarborough's Kennedy House Youth Shelter and many that are declared over. As winter approaches and cases continue to rise, Farida and many others are concerned for the well-being of Torontonians that rely on the shelter system. Now, you and I can socially distance. You and I may have a bedroom where you can shut the door if you were exposed to COVID-19. You and I may be able to socially isolate for 14 days, but that is a privilege that is not afforded to many people especially in our community. So I think it's really important to, to, to consider the racialized piece of this conversation and that unfortunately these types of things tend to impact the black community at disproportionate rates. And so that's, that's really um, why black is involved. And we, we work, we're working in solidarity with our um, coalition and our partners. We're being represented by Jessica Orkin and her team. And we're hoping that we really can push this issue for our, for our community. This is Sam Darmasena, and you're listening to CJRU 1280 AM here in Toronto. This story is part of the Local Journalism Initiative, a project by the Community Radio Fund of Canada. Don't forget to visit CGRU's website for the Zoom link to Thursday's court hearing, starting at 10 a.m.